D F S. It is Friday, November 18th here at Draft Shark Studios uh, East, I guess it is. Welcome to our Week 11 FanDuel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me as always is Jared Smola. And I had this pause for a second, Jared, because I'm out on Long Island. I'm not at home for this particular podcast. But I am also back on FanDuel.com this week. You know, I several shows down talking them they finally resolved it this week they also gave me a little bit of free money to play with as you know uh sorry we made you wait so long please don't leave us forever so you know i'll come back and say some positive now did they ever tell you what happened i i mean you know i got one of the emails saying that they investigated something 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 i didn't do anything wrong which is all that matters (laughs) and i already knew that that was the case so i'm just glad it's resolved and i don't have to keep you know emailing into the ether i'm glad i don't have to hear about it anymore (laughs) i can understand (laughs) that so let's move past that and talk about who we're playing for cash at quarterback is it josh allen for you on here no i'm sticking with justin fields um i think allen's fine he's 500 dollars more than justin fields so i don't know i guess if you got to the end of your lineup i'm not even sure if i got to the end of my lineup and i had that money left over if i'd go from fields to allen just you know with allen still dealing with the elbow thing um i feel like fields is just as safe right now because of the rushing um, 12.4 carries per game over his last five. And I mean, the, the hot streak is going to end at some point, obviously. I, it's probably not going to end this week against Atlanta, which, you know, really hasn't stopped anything all season. This game has uh, tied for the highest over under on the main slate. And you know, the Bears have a nice 23 and a half point implied total. So it's, it, it's a great spot for Fields. Wow. So it's up to tied with that Chiefs Chargers game. Is it up or is Chiefs Chargers down? Uh, I, on the main slate. Oh, it's yeah. Tied for the yeah. highest. Yeah. Um, Chiefs Chargers is still the highest. This game and the Bills game are tied at 49 and a half. So it's also tied for the highest among games in the United States. Correct. No, uh, no, no, no. The, the Chiefs Chargers game is, it's, it's the Cardinals. Oh, it's the Arizona, Mexico. man. I should just stop yeah. making things up. Because I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm swinging Let's and missing on. here. It's like get one more shot if I'm playing baseball. Lamar Jackson yeah. and Jalen Hurts are tied for the top ownership projection at quarterback this week. I'm surprised because I would much yeah. rather play Josh Allen than Lamar Jackson with the way Lamar has been. I think Hertz is certainly fine to be in there. Um, he is $400 cheaper than Josh Allen. So the savings there could be worth it. I would say he's fairly even with Josh Allen, but I would still favor uh, Allen, I think over Hertz all told. I definitely would with Dallas Goddard out. Um, and, you know, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are on the injury report this week. We'll see how the, they're listed on the final report. But um, I was kind of hoping to ma- maybe sneak in Hurts at low ownership in a tournament. Um, so, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised to, to see him at that ownership projection. Yeah, and we'll see if his wide receivers are in play once we get down a little lower. On the tournament side, though, just like in DraftKings, I like Joe Burrow this week, 8300 bucks, 4% projected ownership. He was terrible in that first meeting with the Steelers back in week one took seven sacks, still finished with his fourth best fantasy total so far this season. So I like that, especially as leverage off of Joe Mixon's high ownership this week coming off of his five touchdown game. We got T Higgins at 7,600 on here, fourth in our FanDuel dollars per point projection. So his salary on here is a little bit better than I think it is on DraftKings this week. 14% projected ownership for T Higgins. So he's not sneaky, but that's just ninth mm-hmm. among wideouts. So it's also not a number that's going to alter my plan, especially with Burroughs low projection. And then Tyler Boyd at 6,800, 6% ownership. I think it's really not that hard to fit all three of those guys in the same lineup. Yep. Yeah. I, I love the Burrow car call as the leverage off mix. And you just hope the touchdowns come in the passing game. Um, 
I like Dak Prescott in tournaments too. I just I, I want to invest in this game, in this Vikings Cowboys game. It has uh, the third highest over under under on the main slate at forty eight and a half points in a dome. Um, two fast paced offenses. Both these teams also bottom nine and plays against. So I really think it could be a you know, high volume play day on both sides. Um, Vikings also fifth in pass rate over expected against. So we have teams going pass heavy against them. Maybe that boosts Dax volume a little bit. Um, again, I, w- I want a piece of this game and I'd rather play the Dax side than the cousin side. High volume play day. Sounds like you're hosting a preschool group <laughs> at your house. I, I was going to say yeah, something, something. Yeah, I, know, I, got, I got a kid now. It's, it's in my head. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, running back for cash, Jared. It's got to start with David Montgomery at yeah. 6,200, right? Yeah, I, you know, I, I said on the DraftKings show that he's not a must-play there. I think he is a must-play on FanDuel. He's relatively cheaper at 6,200 bucks. His lack of passing game work isn't as big a deal over here on FanDuel. So I just think for the carry projection and the matchup for Montgomery, I, I think he you know should be in your cash lineup. Yeah, and the Falcons are ninth as a running back scoring matchup according to our adjusted fantasy points allowed, which you can find under the Intel tab at the top of DraftSharks.com. I think the other guys I'm considering, Jonathan Taylor, 8,700 against the Eagles on here. Strong matchup. Eagles are down to 28th on the season in run defense DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. Uh, They added two defensive tackles this week, so even they realize (laughs) how big a problem it is after Washington just ran all over them on Monday night. And then speaking of Washington, Brian Robinson at 6,600 is in consideration for me, both on the cash and tournament side um, facing the league's worst run defense from Houston this week. I'm not, I'm, I'm less excited about him on the tournament side because I'm not sure the ultimate ceiling is there. Probably more likely yeah. to play Antonio Gibson in that format. Yeah, that's fair on the ceiling call. I mean, you probably need two touchdowns out of him, which he definitely could deliver because it's a, a great matchup against Houston. Um, so, yeah, I, I have Robinson and Gibson as tournament options. I don't think I'll get there in cash. Um, I, I'm leaning towards Josh Jacobs as the, you know, pay up running back in cash. Uh, had a huge game against Denver back in week four, 28 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. Denver's just 20th in football outsiders run defense DVOA over the past five weeks. They're really strong against the pass, but they're beatable on the ground. So I do think it should be a game where the, the Raiders try to lean on Jacobs as long as possible. And, and I don't think the Broncos are going to run away with this game and enforce the Raiders staff to go past heavy. So I do think Jacobs is, is a good bet for 20 plus carries. Yeah. The only thing the Broncos are running away with this season is season ticket holder money. I think <laughs> in that same range of expensive running backs that you're talking about, I'm more likely to fade Joe Mixon than going to him here. Nine K on FanDuel. Only Saquon Barkley is more expensive. And, you know, I, I don't think that Mixon is going to crash this week, but it is the yeah. kind of matchup where he could, like he could easily finish that game with 20 carries for like 56 yards and no touchdowns. And that's not going to help you. Yeah. I, I don't think it's worth paying up for Mixon when you have Josh Jacobs for $500 cheaper, even I'll, I'll say it, even Alvin Kamara, you know, $1,500 cheaper than Joe Mixon. Like he, I think they're volume projections are a lot closer than than what those salaries would would uh, suggest what do you think about brian robinson and antonio gibson in the same tournament lineup on fanduel this week uh, that's what maybe. i thought you were... <laughs> yeah maybe I, I mean they're cheap enough where you could do a lot with the rest of your lineup and again the uh, washington ran 49 times last week i think heineke took a few of those but i think he got 40 plus carries out of um robinson and gibson combined so it definitely could work It's certainly not something I would go to as a primary build, but it's one of those like interesting to put in a couple of lineups because it's one of the few cases where you could justify two running backs really hitting ceiling in the same game. And, you know, very few people are likely to play it, I think. For sure. Yep. 
tournament side at running back, what else are you doing besides probably not playing both commanders together? Yeah. So Jonathan Taylor, I do like who you mentioned, uh, just 12% projected ownership. A little surprise it's coming in that low. I guess people are scared of the spot, but you know, the Eagles run defense, as we've said, is actually a good matchup for Taylor. Um, I like Dalvin cook too. I like him as a run back on your deck Prescott teams. We've been talking about it for, for a few weeks now, but um, you know, Cook's really taken over this backfield, 76-plus percent of the snaps in four straight games. He's averaging 16 carries and 4.5 targets per game over that span. And the Cowboys, over the last four games, 555 rushing yards allowed to running backs on 4.6 yards per carry. We just saw Aaron Jones have a pretty big game against them last week. So I do think it's a, it's a pretty good spot for Cook. Yeah, past two Dallas opponents have gone over 200 yards rushing. Obviously, part of that in week eight um, was Justin Fields, but – uh, it's, it's a good spot to be playing runners. I agree. I am also looking at Tony Pollard on the other side of that one, 8,000 bucks, I think is going to keep him from being too highly owned this week. Minnesota has been a neutral matchup. And I think Zeke likely being back is going to keep the Pollard ownership down, but we've talked about it before. I think we still get plenty of Pollard touches and he's, he's an efficient performer producer. Like he can get 15 touches in this game combined yeah. between rushing, receiving and score one or two touchdowns on that. Maybe even yeah. hundred. Yeah, and, and maybe the Cowboys go back to, you know, 60-40 Zeke, but maybe they stick with, like, you know, 70% Tony Pollard. And if that's the case, that's going to be lower ownership. You know, he's going to be a great tournament play. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in a cash lineup because, you know, right. maybe they do just go back to the usual usage. But uh, interesting over here. I'm also yep. interested in Deontay Foreman. And I, I won't say excited, but interested. The Baltimore is just 19th in run defense DVOA. They did play easily their best game of the season in that category the last time out against the Saints before the bye. That was the first game with Roquan Smith in the lineup. So maybe it's the start of a trend. Also could just be a one-game fluke where they lean back the other way this time. We know that Carolina would like to run it as much as possible. They've got Baker Mayfield back in the lineup. So, you know, they very well might not succeed at all. But if they do and Deontay Foreman gets 25 carries, we've seen what he's capable of doing. They're implied for 14.25 points. So that that that'd be enough to get me off Foreman in this game. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's it's like the command the two commanders running backs in the same lineup. It's not yeah. something that would be a primary option, but it's one of those that like you don't have to make too much of a case for Foreman himself. And so in a week where fewer people are likely to play him, it's interesting to me. Sure. Yep. Well, if, I, if I played 150 lineups, I'd, I'd get him in there. <laughs> there you go. Why do you see your for cash? What are you doing? Uh, so I like Cortland Sutton here. We talked about him on the DraftKings show. He's 7K on FanDuel. 11 targets last week. Um, I, I think, you know, he's probably going to be in that range, you know, 8 to 12 targets with Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler out for Sunday's game, or likely. Ha- Hamler's out. Judy's very likely going to be ruled out. Uh, good matchup for Sutton against the Raiders. I like uh, Darnell Mooney, too. Not a guy you think about as a cash game play, but um, he's averaging seven targets per game over his last five. He's just 6000 bucks on FanDuel and the Falcons are dead last in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers. Look how many bears we can all of a sudden play in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And cash. Time to be alive. And cash. <laughs> if you look in the lineup generator and you know, it, it already comes sorted by the dollars per point projections. It's expensive at the top this week. We've got Justin yeah. Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, CD Lamb, the top three, they're all above 8k in salary. Obviously they're all in play and it, it kind of lines up this week with, a less expensive running back slate. So you can play one of those expensive guys and still build a solid lineup around them, especially with the guys you talked about. Devontae Smith is another guy in the cheaper range 
that I think can work out. A.J. Brown's ankle is not supposed to be an issue. I don't think that he's going to carry a game designation into this one, but it could limit him some. And Devontae Smith mm-hmm. has just shown that some weeks he's just going to be the guy that gets targets. So he's interesting for uh, cash lineups. I think that the ownership difference between Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown this week, along with the salary difference, which should keep that ownership rate down, that's going to have me leaning toward A.J. Brown on the tournament side. Yeah, I think you always want to lean A.J. Brown on the tournament side. I mean, he's the one that, you know, has more consistently shown that tournament winning ceiling. I, If you're playing a Hurts team, I'd probably use both of the wideouts, though, just with Dallas Goddard out. I think it's going to be pretty concentrated um, target tree. So I might look at both of them. Um, the other guy I like for cash is Michael Pittman. Um, 6,700 bucks. He, you know, we've talked a lot about Paris Campbell with Matt Ryan, but Pittman has seen 16, nine and nine targets in his last three games with Matt Ryan. So, you know, he is a strong target, but I still like him better as a player than, than Paris Campbell. And you know, I think 6,700 bucks is, is a nice price tag. I mean, Campbell has matched or exceeded his targets the past two of those games at 900 yep. bucks cheaper. So who's more likely to score a touchdown? I still think it's Pittman, but maybe I'm just being a sizist. <laughs> I can agree with that. It's it, you know, it can come down to salary too. I don't dislike Michael Pittman. Yeah. Um, if that 900 bucks in salary matters to you, then I think Campbell's right there with him for sure. And I think that Paris Campbell's also the more interesting game stack for a tournament lineup. If you are playing those Eagles that you talked about before, because as I mentioned that he has outscored um, Michael Pittman in each of the past two Matt Ryan games. So we know that that's possible. Michael Pittman's coming in as the second most popular wide receiver right now in ownership projection in the lineup generator. So at least in that format, it's got me leaning Campbell. Yeah, definitely here. I, um, you know, just comparing again on DraftKings, we have Campbell as the more popular among the two, right? And then on um, FanDuel here, it's easily Pittman and Paris Campbell at 2% projected ownership is is, is a great tournament play. Yeah, I agree. Anything else from tournament wideout? Um, Amari Cooper, who I believe I talked about on the DraftKings show, but he's coming in at 3% projected ownership, uh, you know, coming off a of dud, but Cooper throughout his career, you know, he'll go dud, big game, dud, big game. So I definitely would not be surprised if he pops back up again in what could turn into a shootout against the Bills. Um, and then, you know, Cortland Sutton, just 12% projected ownership. So playing him in cash, I also think I'd get some you know, Sutton exposure in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Tight end for cash. Mark Andrews is just kind of ruling everything this week. What's the health status on him so far, though? Yeah, he's been limited both days in practice so far, but then he was kind of asked, like, what's your status for Sunday's game yesterday on Thursday? And he was, I think he said, like, we'll see what happens, was was it the quote. Um, so I'm curious to see how, how he's listed on the final injury report today. That'd probably be enough for me to stay away from him in cash at the price tag. Um, but I definitely think Andrews is in play for tournaments. Yeah, he's, despite being $1,800 more than number two Dalton Schultz, he leads our FanDuel dollars per point projections. So that tells you the kind of upside that he's got. There are plenty of other options. Dalton Schultz, Pat Fryermuth, Greg Dulcich, they're all in the 5K range. I think they're all fine. Yep, Fryermuth's the guy I'm leaning towards right now. Um, 7.6 targets in his seven healthy games this season. Only Kelsey and Andrews are averaging more at tight end. Um, so 4.9 catches, 56 yards per game for Fryermuth in those seven healthy games. So he's just been really steady all year. Mm-hmm. On the tournament side, Foster Moreau, Hayden Hurst are in the same kind of range for salary. 5,600 for Foster Moreau, Hayden Hurts at 5,200. They're sitting at 5 and 3% projected ownership respectively. I'm not sure I'm getting to those guys in a cash lineup, but on the tournament mm-hmm. side, I think they make sense as you know pivots from more popular 5K tight ends. Not that any of those 5K tight ends is really looking like he's going to be owned at a high enough rate that he should you know push him out of your plans. But if you're just looking for some extra little potential advantage. 
Yep, I like uh, Greg Dalsich as well. Um, was popular last week, disappointed, but just the one catch. Um, but, you know, had the route rate we're looking for at 82%. And, again, no KJ Hamler, no Jerry Judy likely. Um, I think, you know, Dalsich should be the pretty clear number two option in that passing game. Mm-hmm. What, uh, is his ownership high? I was looking Nine. at him on FanDuel earlier. 9% on FanDuel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Yep. Defense. I think I'm starting with Bengals at 4,200 against Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. this week. Although if I need that salary savings, I think the Broncos at 3,900 Steelers at 3,800 look like the lowest I'm going. I like the saints at 4,100. Um, you know, the Rams 30th and adjusted points allowed to defenses. And that that's with um, Cooper cup for, you know, the vast majority of that. The Rams had the third lowest implied total on the main slate at 18 points. Uh, they've allowed the fourth most sacks per game this season. There are, there are some really bad defenses that are cheap the browns at 3k against buffalo the raiders at 3200 against denver um if you need to go super cheap you can go down there but i, I would try to uh you know get get up to either the range you were talking about or the the saints at 4100 yeah i agree with that for a tourney lineup i think the eagles at 4800 against the colts are very interesting because they're at a yep. surprisingly low ownership projection of three percent i think if you're playing that especially if you're playing that jalen hurts A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith lineup. I think the Eagles defense gets even more interesting there because if you get that blow-up game from Jalen Hurts and his receivers, they're going to be way ahead of the Colts, and many more Matt Ryan pass attempts is definitely what we want for the Eagles defense. I, I like that call. I think the Colts are still going to be a team we want to attack with defenses for the rest of the season. They just happened to play the Raiders last week. That's why they looked decent. <laughs> exactly. So, You got any others? Uh, you mentioned the Broncos and Steelers, right? Those are two I like for um, tournaments. I like uh, the matchups for both those defenses. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to do it for this Week 11 FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. You can play around with the lineup generator. Build your own lineups for FanDuel, which I'll be on this week, DraftKings and Yahoo. You can also find Kevin's articles highlighting top picks for cash and GPP lineups on FanDuel. For Jared Small and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.